What's good, everybody? Good morning and welcome to the first day of the NBA season. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to run down the normal housekeeping. Uh, if you don't already, go ahead, follow me on Twitter at Hoops Drive. Like and subscribe on every platform that you get your podcast. I really do appreciate it. Today's uh, episode is going to be me, Sarge, and Chuck basically previewing the season. We'll go through the normal Kyrie, Ben Simmons, recap it one last time, and then I'm done talking about it. Then we'll get into some sleeper teams, um, some teams maybe that we're not as high on, and then uh, players that we think are going to make a leap this year. That's always uh, one of my favorite storylines to watch is you know the, the young hoopers that uh, take the next step. So I hope you guys enjoy Again, I love you all, and uh, without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. All right. All right, we're live. What is going on, guys? We are here on the eve of basketball returning. It is your boy, Caleb, back with another Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. Joining me today, longtime podcast veteran, Sarge, up-and-coming podcast star, Charlie. How you doing, boys? How we doing? I'm excited to have this group of guys together to talk some basketball today. We all doing well? Yeah, I'm just I'm glad to see Chuck's face. Is this the first time? Yeah. I've, I've I've seen his face just on pictures, but not live. Yeah, it's good What's to see think? Sergeant or er, on video, bro. It feels nice. You got a you got funny. a nice smile, Chuck. <laughs> Dude, Chuck, you got a nice mustache, a nice man. Smile, I fuck man. with it. Um. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining me here. I know. Um. I know you you guys are, are actually as excited as me, and that's really honestly pretty hard to do. <laughs> I know y'all both are over fantasy football. Um, so we're we're ready to get after it. Let's I think all three of us are over fantasy football. Well, all our teams are garbage. Bro, I still think I got a shot. I still think I got a shot, but I'm I'm definitely ready to to focus a little bit more on on hoops. Um, all proud Kristoff's owners this year. Who would have thought? Yeah, let's go, baby. Uh, he, you know, it's a, it's a little late. If you're listening, to this drafts have already happened. But Kristaps, at least on ESPN points, seventy two is way too late. I don't, care. dude. It's horrible when you got guys like Montrez Harrell in the top fifty. And dude, gonna that's the Christophs. worst one. Montrez gonna... Harrell, sorry, check. Montrez Harrell at like fifty, and it's just like, what? Yeah, is that... guy's gonna take him? I wouldn't take. That's him just good one. rankings. That's uh, advanced scouting type shit. That's some good shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's start with. Um, so today, really not just today, past couple of days, a lot of extensions been rolling rolling in. Don't have time to talk about all of them. Uh, but the one we are going to talk about is one that honestly didn't even happen. DA today comes out that he will not be reaching an extension with the Phoenix Suns, a rookie max, uh, which I think is what he was expecting. His teammate McCall Bridges did not the max, but he got extended. His teammate uh, Landry Shamet got some money. I know Sarge would has uh, some issues with that. Um, but let's let's just focus on DA for now. I know you guys both um, talked about it a little bit. What are uh, what are your thoughts? Whoever wants to take the lead can go, and I'll, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, I'll go. But the thing with DA that I was looking at is, so they came at him and they said, we'll give you a four or three-year extension. And he mm-hmm. said, I want five, and I'm taking nothing less. So I think that's the main issue is the years. I don't yeah. necessarily know why that is. Maybe it has to do with other contracts lining up. But for me, it – I think you just got to pay the guy, right? You're going to hit the luxury tax anyway, eventually. Like 
you got CP on a huge deal. You got Booker on a big deal. You got McCall now on a big deal. Like, you're going to eat the luxury tax. You have to. You got to do it like the Warriors did, the Nets did, the Lakers did. You have to eat it. If you're that, you know, big of a team, you're going to eat the luxury tax. So I just think with DeAndre Ayton, just pay him and get it over with. Um, that's just my opinion on it, especially when you're going to go pay a guy like Landry Sham at 40 mil who doesn't really do much. But I think, like you said, I think they were willing to pay him. I think it was just the years and they're going to keep, like, it's not like they're not going to be able to keep him, you know, like they'll, they'll sign him next year. I just am curious, like on, on their end, like what was the holding point? Is it just like, damn, he's still kind of young. Like we're trying to keep him like locked in this year or like, cause you know, they know he's there. Like I'd be shocked. If but Phoenix next why, year. why risk anything, you know, like, and, unless there's, there's gotta be something on the back end that we don't know. But just ri- not, what risk is there, you know, like maybe pissing him saying. off, but you have, there, they have the rights to him next year. Like they can match any offer. Yeah. I just, there has to be something that lines up with under other contracts to where they think that that one extra year will will do something or have some effect on, on another player. That's that has to be it. Cause why else wouldn't you pay him? You know, but like next year, they're still going to pay. Yeah. I mean, the, the contract this year is unaffected though. So because isn't it just too risky right now? You got a guy that's pissed off who we know what happens now with guys that are pissed off. They're willing to sit out games, especially like Dude, guys that haven't that's... that are coming off of rookie contracts. They're willing to sit. I disagree with that 100%, bro. I don't think Go he ahead. will, but I'm just saying they're willing. Why, why even give it a 0.5% chance? I just I think this hope. isn't really a big right. deal, man. Like, it's an off-season story at the end of the day, right? Like, they just don't want to give him a max. And I think it's 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 more about the position he plays, like, right? He's a center. He doesn't create offense. The NBA is moving towards more pace and space. Like, and I think at the end of the day – he's going to get a lot of money next year. And it's a good bet that like his value is the highest it will ever be for the next two, three years. See, that's the one thing I disagree with because I agree with everything else you said. I think that's valid. I, I think there's a, a scenario where he continues on this trajectory and can like, is like a hundred percent like, all right, fuck you pay me. Like I, I could see it, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how that changes anything. And if they came to an agreement with, McCall and fuck Landry like I just I just there was clearly something that broke down I, I don't know if it's the four to five years thing but McCall yeah I guess McCall and Landry both got four years so I don't know it seems like a weird thing but I agree I don't, I don't think ultimately he's going to end up being that big of a deal I think he'll get his money next year um, yeah I guess there's a risk of it but like I think he's, he'll, he'll be ready to go. Yeah, and I, I'm drafting DeAndre in every like in every league I can, too, just because I disagree. I think there's a lot of places he can go from here. I, I think he can really be like a 25-point guy, 15 rebounds. Like, I, I know that sounds it? crazy. Not climb but it, though? He can he – can, yeah, I mean, CP3 – no bro. 25, bro. I disagree. I disagree, though. I, I think the usage will be there, and I think he has developed a game to where – he's going to be able to shoot the three ball. Like he was probably close to 30%. I don't have stats in front of me, but he can shoot the three ball. And once he gets a little bit more volume, I really do think he's going to be a, a scoring threat. And it sounds crazy, but it's just weird because you got CP3 there. CP3 will eventually go out. And no, I, I just if think. If you told me eventually you average 25, I, I don't disagree. I'm I saying like two, two, three years down I'm the line. I'm saying next year. Okay. Yeah. Next year, I, I don't see 25. Because when no. you're saying drafting, I thought you meant this year. Well, I think he's going to take another step this year. But like Chuck said, he says two, three years down the line, he thinks this is his highest value. And I just think two, three years down the line, he could be big time. 
I mean, do you think like Phoenix is going to win two playoff series this year and get to the finals or three or whatever it is to get there? It just depends. I think they easily could. They could. Like, like Lakers are old. This is Lakers are old. Clippers success. are banged up. Hey, but Chuck, let me ask you this. Let's say DA goes and averages 20 and 15 and they go lose in the first round. Does that make his value lower than it was this year just because they went to the finals? I mean, do you give him a max if he's averaging 20 and 15? That's 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 a big step. I think he was at like 16 and 12. Bro, I, I You have to I mean, in today's reg- NBA. Regardless, he's getting the max next year. If if Phoenix doesn't offer it to him, someone else will, and they can decide whether the match or not. But, I mean, if if DeAndre Ayton's going on the open market, I promise you he's getting the max from someone. I so. mean, do you guys think, like, to build a team, though, like, is paying your center a max contract, like, is that something you want to do, or is that something that happens out of necessity? Like, where do you want your money okay, to go? In, in the a perfect, perfect situation, I get sure what you're saying, but – when you have Devin Booker already too, that's your franchise piece. After that, you can max out kind of whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like once you have Devin Booker, your franchise piece, that's going to have the ball in his hands. You have CP3, who's that guy too. I think you have to max out Aiden because it's not a matter of should you. You have to because he's going to go somewhere else if you don't. I don't think you can lose that piece just because you don't want to max. There are certain scenarios where it's like, all right, Terry Rozier or, you know, whoever it may be. They could ball out. All right, I'm still not maxing you out. But with a guy like DA, I think I personally, I think you gotta. I get but what I you're think, saying though, Chuck. I think, yeah, like, I, I do too. And and there's like, you saw it last year. Like obviously he had a great playoffs. Struggled a little bit against the Bucks, but whatever. But like during the regular season, it wasn't like DA was dominant. You know, like I think maybe that they want to see a full season of him locked in from the get go. But um, that's another thing. There's no consistency so far with him. Yeah, no, like that's you fair. got a big player. But I think on. you're giving it to the talent and what he did in the playoffs. That's but think about it. Like, there's like I to me, like he's like somewhere along the lines of a Clint Capella. Like he's probably a little better than Capella. With way higher upside, upside in terms of offensively. Offense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. That's where he is to me. Yeah. And like the thing about like you can find guys like Aiden that do what he does, like obviously to a lesser degree, but for like five mil a year and you can be a championship team like it's been that's so, how it's been so if you're james jones you are legitimately are you considering letting Aiton go if he wants the max no i wouldn't let him go uh, that takes some, that's that's crazy to me okay. but like but you're I just wouldn't let him go but i don't think this is a big deal i think it's a story right before the season so yeah i don't yeah, think it's i feel you. i feel you all right let's go talk some ben simmons uh so i don't know if you guys have seen but he's been at practice not really engaged. Uh, Doc has said, and again, we've talked a lot of Ben. We talk a lot of Kyrie, but we got we got to talk a little bit about him uh, heading into the season. So uh, if you guys haven't already, you can go search Ben Simmons. You can see him at practice, not really being uh, involved in the huddles, um, kind of just doing his own thing. Clearly, just like looking like us at our nine to fives, not really giving a shit, putting <laughs> his time and dipping out of there. Um, really interesting. <laughs> switch because when we were talking just two weeks ago it was like all right where's ben's gonna where's ben gonna go what who when is it gonna happen and now it's looking like he might play eventually i don't know for me it's like ben can make this ben could make this so much easier he can play be a professional lock in do what he does and it'll make him getting traded so much easier 
than this, all of this. Like, I, I just feel like if he shows up and just does his job, like he'll get out of there way quicker than whatever this is. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but uh, whoever want, has strong feelings can, can go for it. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to play out, though. Go since Chuck is sapping some water. Um, I just think with Ben Simmons, just from his like demeanor at practice, the dude is stubborn, right? Like he's stubborn as shit. I, I think he's just doing it for the cash. And I think he wants to get paid his money and not forfeit it. So if he has to go to practice and pretend to play and maybe like just kind of run around in the games, I think he's gonna do it. But I think he's made up his mind to where he's getting traded. Like, yeah, and and, and I think he's too stubborn. I think what you said too, like. If he was a professional, sure, go out there and play, play um, show that your trade value is high and get traded. But I just think he's too stubborn and he's going to show up because he wants his money and that's about it. He's going to fuck him. Like he's just, it, it's just bad publicity, right? People are just going to be talking shit the whole first half of the season until he gets moved. And, and now that you say that, like, I don't even know, would you cons- like knowing what we know, if you're Doc and Daryl, do you even play him? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Dude, Bro, let him Carson's go out there and be an idiot if he actually is going to do okay, it. Okay, obviously, I, I don't even think, though, he doesn't have to be chucking shots off the backboard and half court for him to, like, not help. Like, there's 32 NBA teams, only five players on the court from each team at one time. Like, at all five of those guys got to be locked in. Like, I'm not sure, like, Ben can kind of coast and maybe help. Him, but, for like, a stud, bro. Like, you look at Harden last year. Like, when he Harden's played. a different beast. It, it wasn't – he wasn't – he was playing, but he wasn't trying, but he was still effective. Like Yeah, but that's the like best. 75, 50% Ben, bro, I feel like. still. But that's what I'm awesome. saying, Ben. But what is Ben – like, I feel like a lot of his value is that defense. Like, you know? Like, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> I still feel like he's a net positive if he's out there. Like, as soon as I heard the news, my mind right away goes like, oh, wow, Philly has leverage again. Just up but, his then another another aspect to that, too, is then you lose out on the Tyrese Maxing learning curve starting point guard to start the year. You know what I mean? Because once he's moved, Tyrese is going to take over that role. And if he hasn't played the first half of the season, now he's learning in the second half of the season. So that's another aspect, like – when do you say, all right, we need to get Tyrese Maxey in there and he needs to get minutes? <laughs> Don't get yeah, I can get behind that, bro. Maxie. But the thing is, before Ben was there, it, Doc was saying it was like a battle between Maxey and Milton. So, like, I don't even know if he was going to get that to begin with. Like, I love Maxey, but it's going to be a couple years anyway. Like, I don't think that's a huge part of it. I think it's about winning a title now with Joel. I agree. I, like even if it's shake, you have to play that that starting point guard to get starters minutes and get them accustomed to to just the guys around him and the starters around him. I just think at some point you have to like just sit Ben Simmons down and just say, "Dude, you're not paying. We'll pay we'll pay you your money, but you're not playing." I think that's where I'm at, Chuck. And I think that's what he wants. Yeah, like it, it, the dude is literally. It's just he's just burned too many bridges. I mean, Joel's literally talked shit about him. Javen's like. It's just like knowing what they know. It'd be one thing if if Ben was like Harden and could just like walk into a game and be 30 and 10, but that's just like not him. I feel like a lot of his value comes from, you know, cutting off the ball for Joel, finding guys, getting downhill, playing defense. And I just – I haven't seen anything from Ben that would suggest he's going to try and do that at an elite level. And that's what I need from him. 
it's and it puts like, dog it, put, it it puts dog in a ridiculous position too it's a like ridiculous that's situation in general like this just shit. look i and this is another question i have too because ben's like kind of hush hush on the situation like is the reason he wants out the fans more the fans more the teammates more the front like why does he want out I feel like it's for his career huh i feel like it's to become the best version of ben simmons you know and just get a fresh start like be the man have a team built around you instead of Embiid, and just i feel like that's more is that i think i I could see that i could see that but it's like but it's like you have look i there's some issues playing with joe i get it but like you guys are the number one seed you're like 24 years old like what is this like build a team or like i just don't really necessarily understand why it needs to be this dramatic like i'm literally not showing up to training camp i need to get out that like i get i got the james harden situation it's a dog shit houston team james harden's 30 whatever and james harden can carry an offense like that i got the ad situation even like but the Benson, I, I just don't really understand what the source, the main source of frustration yeah. is. Yeah, you know, I get, I get what Chuck's saying 100 because Ben's got an ego thing, man. Like, I don't, maybe the ego thing is not the right word, but he's stubborn and he wants to be the guy. So I think when Chuck's saying that, I think it's true. Like Embiid's a huge personality. Embiid's the best guy on that team. Ben Simmons knows it. And then you got, they brought Tobias Harris. He didn't like Jimmy Butler either because Jimmy Butler took the ball out of his hands. It's just kind of the same situation where Ben Simmons wants to be that guy. And, and such a unique player. He can't yeah. fit. Like he's not like KD. He's not like Steph. He's not like LeBron. They can't just make it work. He, he has shown that he needs to have a system around him and him yeah. only, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I get you. And that, that probably is the main reason. Um, it's just a it's just a weird fuck situation. We'll see how it goes. I think uh, if I had to guess right now, Doc said he's going to suit up. So we'll see. And then we'll, we'll go from there. But I don't think he'll be in a Sixers uniform by the trade deadline. Chuck, where do you want to see him real quick? Um. I don't know. I want to see him in a mini the most, I think. Mini or Sacramento? Yeah. I want to see Cat and Ben. Yeah, I don't know how that fits exactly. I haven't really thought about it's it. better than Joel and Ben. Yeah. It's better than D'Lo and, and Cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Mini has this weird crush on D'Lo. Um, all right, you guys want to talk some Kyrie? Uh, speaking of, and just another weird-ass situation, if you told me that – you know, a guy was going to be allowed to play 41, like half of the games, but then the team didn't let him. And then again, another situation where it's just like, I don't really understand. Like he said, he's not anti-vax. I, I just don't understand why he's, and it always seems to be something with Kyrie. I love him as a player. And you know, you guys know me, like I'm all for just like, who cares? Let, let people do what they want. But in this instance, I'm just not really understanding the logic. I, I know you guys have thoughts, so you guys can go ahead. You go off. Sorry, John. Sorry. I, so this is like – I don't want to turn it into fantasy, but another guy I'm trying to get everywhere, ranked 100 on ESPN, which I think is is a yeah, bit I, ridiculous because you – just a, a guy where – he said he's not anti-vax. He already said this is his life, and while he does value other things outside of basketball more, 
he loves basketball. He said it's his career. It's his lifestyle. Like he's not just going to give it up for something like a vaccination. So I think he's literally just trying to stand to the last minute possible. And then once, cause he only has needs to get one shot, right? It's a six month or it's a six week process to get both shots. Once he gets the first injection in his army, he can play the next day and it's a state mandate, right? So if he lived in New Jersey, he could play technically in Brooklyn home games. It's the fact that he lives in Brooklyn and is a resident of Brooklyn and it's a city mandate. So I just think he's going to figure out a way to play. They're, they're not going to just not play him. I, I think if you had to ask me, I think he plays at some point this year. I just am trying to understand, like, if he holds this in, out for 10 games, like, is that getting his message across? Like, I just don't know what he's trying to accomplish by this and why why he hasn't gotten it yet. Like, they're literally – they play tomorrow. Like, I, I just – I don't know what it's going to come to. I, I honestly feel like the the state will give him an exception eventually, and that's what they're hoping for. I don't know, bro. He's just such a prideful person. Like, like he said something. He was he wants to be the voice for people that are losing their jobs over not getting the vaccine. I think was his reason for it. But what is that doing? At some point, he's going to have to turn around and say, all right, I'm getting the vaccine. I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to report. I think it I think he I think he does it within the first month of the season. Yeah, that's, I mean, that I could know. be a hot take, but I just don't know why he wouldn't. You know, like he already came out and said he's not anti-vax. He's not going to give up his career for it. I just think he wants to be the guy who does it until the last possible second, makes his point, and then finally once – you know, the games start rolling and he's like, damn, I want to play. He gets one yeah. jab and he's good to go. Hard to eat pride, man. It's a hard thing to do. Especially Kyrie. He's got to see. It's something, you know, like it's that man hasn't had like a just a smooth season in like six years. Like it's always something. But yeah, I agree, Sarge. I think one, he'll see those guys out there. And two, it's like, you know, he's been on a lot of teams where he's had quote issues, but like <laughs> This team is low-key everything he could want. He's playing with his best friends. He's got a players-friendly coach in Steve Nash. The front office has done everything for him. They've let him take PTO in the middle of the season last year. Like, it just – it's – he's going to eventually suit up, and I would assume it's sooner rather than later. Um, but, again, just a, just a weird situation. Do we know how many guys uh, aren't vaxxed? It's – Probably at this point, 1% of the NBA. MPJ. MPJ, John Isaac, Kyrie, and probably idiot Dwight Howard or something. (laughs) Dwight wouldn't be able to play for you guys, bro. You guys are going to need him. I'm just saying, you know, it's just guys like that, random dudes that just aren't. Oh, Bradley Beal is another one who won't won't get it. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of surprising. I bet Trey Lyles isn't vaxxed. (laughs) Yeah, he's not vaxxed, but he's 50% from three this year. Lock that in. That. Lock it in, baby. We'll see about that, bro. We'll see about that. All right. Uh, honestly, I'm I'm over. I'm over talking Kyrie and Ben. I'm ready for who. about where he could get traded, even though it's like a one percent chance, bro. He ain't getting traded. But if if the if Hawks were, make the honestly, the Philly thing makes the most sense to me. Like honestly, I think Ben would fit so well in Brooklyn, and I think Kyrie honestly would fit. I mean, Kyrie would work anywhere, but. I think Philly as that secondary scorer around Embiid, that'd work out well for both. But you, you already know. 
KD would throw a fit. Harden would throw a fit. Bro, I have no idea where he would get traded. I just don't have an answer for that. Yeah, it won't I happen. don't think any – no. Sad. What did you say, Chad? It won't happen. I would love to see the Hawks, tr- like, try to just cash some assets for him. But, yeah, negative 0.5% chance it happens. Bro, the Hawks, the Hawks need to cash assets for someone. I think this is the perfect time. Like, don't give up too much. Don't give up Hunter, but give up, like, Kevin Warder, who you just signed. Give up Cam Reddish. Don't give up Bogey, but give up maybe, like, a Jalen Johnson or someone. Let, let them go play oh, somewhere who? else. And, like, I agree. I agree. Brad that. Beal. Brad Beal, if they can get him. I know I say Brad Beal a lot, but Brad Beal, maybe go try to get, like, shit, I don't know, Ben Simmons. I'm in the minority, bro. I, I'm not cashing all my assets out for Brad Beal. But I don't really – I don't know. Even if you're, you can't, away, we'll we'll you can't pay him though. Brad Beal does this year with the, with the. What would you give for Beal, like as a Warriors fan? What would you give? You're Joe Lacob. What are you offering? What do you got for me on the table? I'm not giving him the house, but I'll go give you. I'll give you Wiggins. I'll give you first, and you can have one of Moody. You can have Moody. I I don't. I'm not even throwing Kaminga in there. Would but you I go Wiggins? Would you go Wig? Would you would you go Wiggins Wiseman? Just those two, and throw in Moody. I'm I'm slowly picking up steam on Wiseman, bro. I am. I think I, giving up on Wiseman too is a mistake. But I just think cashing in for for Bradley Beal would make it worth great it. Value if you can. Yeah, that's people. and that's what I'm saying. I understand the consensus. I just I just got my concerns with Bradley Beal. I do long like like. I, I I just think there's no concerns next to Steph Curry. I think that's the problem. Like. I, I agree, but then you're looking at no. Nah, I mean, yeah, that that would work. That would work, but um, I, I I think Wiseman could be special. But we'll see though. We'll see this year. Um, all right. Well, enough with Kyrie and Ben. Let's let's move to some fun shit. Um, let's talk about a. You know, there's no limit. We can just go through it. It can be good or bad. We're gonna go through some teams uh, that we feel like we have some intel on, and we expect either good years that people are kind of sleeping on and bad or bad years that people are kind of overhyped on. Whoever wants to start can I'll go s- ahead. I'll start because I think I got a pretty good one that I'm that people might disagree with. But I think New Orleans Pelicans finished bottom three in the, in the West. And I think Minnesota Timberwolves have a better record than they do. I agree. I honestly and, agree with Minnesota. And I here's, know. here's my reasoning. I just Zion's think – a huge part, though, yeah. I think Zion being injured, I don't think people realize that the dude has a broken foot. Like, the guy you know legitimately that? is – doesn't he have – doesn't he have a broken foot? Uh, I actually don't know. Like, I, I know he has a foot problem. Is it broken? There's, like, a bone or something broken, bro, but it's healed. I don't know. But, yeah. Is it healed? So is it healed or not? Because I was reading an article today that David Griffin would – had no timeline. He was like, it could be a month. It could be two months. Like, we just don't know. But then on top of that, that uncertainty for me is huge. I think they're going to struggle. I think giving up Lonzo is going to be a bit of a wake-up call. You don't have blood, so that's different. It's going to be Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And while I love Nikhil Alexander-Walker as a scorer and, like, as a primary ball handler, I think he can be really good. He's actually a guy, like, yeah, I was going to talk about taking a leap. I yeah. just don't know if he's a winning player in the league yet and i think he's gonna need time to grow a little bit into his role but then you have jayval playing down low i got your I just, boy jayval bro top 10 and i and i love brandon ingram but you got a brand new coach there as well 
Um, I just don't love the pieces they have. And I just, with Zion Hurt, he's so big. I just, I think they're going to really struggle to win basketball games, especially at the beginning of the year. I don't, I don't really disagree with any of that. I think Zion's obviously the huge key factor in that. It's just like, I feel like everyone was kind of, once they drafted Zion, they're like, all right, they're going to make a leap. And with Drew, you know, Drew, that Drew, JJ Redick, Brandon Ingram team didn't happen. Then last year, uh, what's his face? David Griffin takes over, hires Stan Van Gundy. People were like, all right. I remember their win total was like right around 500. They suck. And so now I feel like everyone's kind of off of them. Um, their win total is like right at around 500. I feel like obviously Zion has a huge, you know, impact on that. And so I'm not, you know, we don't know how long he's going to be out, but I, uh, I would take Minnesota at this point too. I'm with that's you. a really easy under for me if it's close to five. If it's 42 games or 41 I, I think, and a half, I think it ended at like 39 and a half. Okay, that's a little, I, I would yeah. still probably take the under there. I think they're gonna win like 36 games. And that could be really low, but the West is loaded, man. I only have them above the Rockets and, and uh, the Thunder. Thunder. Like, I think the Kings are going to make a not a leap, but I think they're going to be a little bit better. I think they're going to be. I know, too. I know you guys don't love, or I think you like Davion, but Chuck hates Davion Mitchell. I think he'll make a bit of a difference. Davion for no reason, bro. <laughs> I don't hate him, bro. I'm just realistic about him. Got what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Pels? Um, I pretty much agree with you, bro. I'm really sad about that Zion injury. I think not having Lonzo hurts a ton now because you don't have the guy you were going to run the offense through, and you could use Lonzo right about now instead of Devontae mm-hmm. Graham, who's just going to sit and chuck. But, yeah, sad situation. Yeah. I, I think it could turn into let's sit Zion, let's start sitting people, and let's try to get another – uh-huh. Like a Toronto situation type where like beginning of the year, it's like, all right, we should be winning basketball games. But now that we aren't, let's tank. And, and you know, it's funny because like David Griffin on paper has like done a good job. Oh, hold up. Okay. So I, I feel like David Griffin has like done a good job on paper, but the vibes there are just terrible. Although, I mean, you, you could say what you want about Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe and Sam Van Gundy, that hire was whatever, but he did a good job getting, assets for drew and ad but like the vibes in new orleans are just bad like it doesn't seem like you know it doesn't seem like lonzo really wanted to be there it doesn't honestly i know brandon ingram always just kind of looks high but like i i don't get the vibe at all he really likes being in new orleans doesn't really seem like zion has like this pelican pride you know you you see some young guys even on bad teams it's like all right i want to be here you don't get that vibe at all from zion so it it could get pretty ugly pretty fast. And they have some cool pieces. Like I like me, like you said, I like Neil. I like Kira. Shout out Chuck. I like, I think they nailed the Trey Murphy pick. But Huge, yeah. Yeah. The West is just so tough. If they don't have Zion, like they're just not going to be able to stay afloat. So I'm with you, bro. And and I know they they got a great haul for Drew, and I would have done the same, honestly. But Drew right now would look so good on that team with Devontae at the two, him at the one. Zion healthy, Brandon. Like, I know that it's a haul and you have to take that deal, but dude, Drew is such a winner and like fits that team so perfectly. It's just tough. Yeah. It, it's just, it was weird too. I know it was early on in Zion's, you know, career arc, but they had that one year where it was Drew, Brandon, Zion, and they just couldn't even get into the play. Yeah. Um, all right, Chuck, you got a team you like or dislike? Pop. Yeah. I'll rock with the Grizzlies for a minute. I think they're going to hit a five or six seed, which is overachieving for me, honestly. Oh, for sure overachieving. I don't know. Yeah, I think 
jaw is ready to go fully healthy. Like he had a nasty ankle ankle sprain last year. Yeah. I think a lot of what happens with like a high ankle sprain is that you heal from it and you come back, but you're still not yourself for the rest of the year. Yeah. So I think he'll we be good. We saw that. We saw he that. Makes his sure. first all-star team possibly. My man Dude, Triple J. We'll have a monster year. Jogging I'm into so the all-star game. Huh? Jogging into the all-star game. You'd have to have a monster year with the Grizzlies up there. At yeah, the I mean it's tough, but I think overall he's gonna have a monster year. Maybe not be an all-star, but I think he's gonna have a really like you're gonna see more of playoff jaw during mm-hmm. the regular season, in my oh, opinion. That's why when when Sued and fucking Remy were talking about I'll take Fred Van Vliet over him, it's like for fantasy, bro. For fantasy sure. No, no, they were talking real no, life. They were talking real life. They were a hundred percent probably not. Real life. Because because Fred Van Vliet was the fourth best player on a championship team, like we just saw Jaw last year. Single Jaw's a better like home. primary offensive engine. Like he's more efficient. Yeah. He gets more paint touches. I'm pretty sure he's a better finisher. Maybe not a better three point shooter, but it's not like he's definitely league. not a better three point. It's shooter. not like Fred is like maxed in that he'll three point it's shooting. Not like either. Fred's in that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Jaw. The only thing he can't do is shoot the three. Right, and like I that's literally the only there, thing, like, and it's gonna get there. Hundred percent, it's gonna get there. But, but we saw I, in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think we're in for. I mean, well, fingers crossed, he stays healthy. But I think the black unicorn is gonna have a big year too. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm co-signing that shit. Oh, Maybe, big time! Yeah, eight plus rim defender. He can move his feet on the perimeter. My the God, bro- the dude the shoots literally like Trey Young off the dribble, except oh, he's, he's seven so feet. Fun to watch and like does not want to spot up. He he'll literally like sidestep three uh, he has crazy potential and i i know sarge sarge and i we are big taylor jenkins fans big yeah, he jenkins. wins games I'm, yeah huh? there's just there's guys that come in the league and you can just tell they get it and taylor jenkins right away from the jump optimize that group like i know they have a lot of depth right but it, it's still it takes a lot as a coach to like get get the most out of grayson allen get the most out of xavier tillman Get the most out of this guy and that guy and he DeAnthony Melton. And he's done that with deep rotations. And, and so I agree. I, I don't know that I'm gonna go five, six seed, Chuck. Um, but I feel like every single year, like the Pelicans and Grizzlies are almost like opposite, where the Pelicans like continue to get all this love. I know it's kind of chilled out this year and they never really live up. And then people just always kind of sleep on the Grizzlies. And it's not even like they've had smooth sailing, you know, like Jaw gets hurt last year. Jaron was hurt for damn near the whole year. That is so uh, good, bro. It's amazing. And they always just one through twelve are there, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. like, fuck, man. The Anthony. I agree. Oh, I think I think five and six is definitely in the picture, Chuck, because I think like last year, five and six, he was like Mavs and, and Blazers. Right. And I don't think I'd be too surprised if they took over that spot. I think Warriors might take a five or a six seed, too, or maybe a four, depending on how you look at them. But I think Grizzlies at five or six, I don't think is is out of the picture. And I actually like that call because I love Taylor Jenkins, like you said, and one through 12, that team is ridiculous. There's no holes on that team. And they all have young guys that are either coming off injury and should be a lot better like Jaron. Or and even jaw off an injury and guys that are going to progress progressively get better. Even guys like um, Dylan Brooks and what? I don't like Brooks, but just, what are you looking at me like that? If, uh, yeah, I don't really. I, don't, I love Clark and Tillman, bro. They could. Start I was going to say Tillman. Yeah, I was going to. Man, Mans could start. I'm going to mention Clark, bro. I, Clark <laughs> is good for all the shit he gets. Shout out to Jacoby. dude. You literally. You got what? a chill, bro. You got 
Raptors, the, you got your brainwashing dudes, bro. Bro, I'm literally <laughs> doing it to make, like, just, it's a joke, man. You know, I like to chill. No, I yeah. know what you're brainwashing these dudes, bro. I, I don't think Jacoby would have taken that anyways. But regardless, I yeah, I, okay. I think it's just weird, though, because, like, Taylor Jenkins is going to play you if you help him win. And, and he just wasn't willing to go there. Coleman just helps him win from the center spot more. Like, Clark can't play center at – a super optimal optimal like level but i think is like a like a power forward hopefully he can figure out his shooting the man can stick with guards on the perimeter bro like he's athletic he can protect the rim yeah. great finisher good toucher on the rim on offense like mess with him heavy and i would take i would take tillman over steven adams bro like at center like it's yeah. crazy I mean, as that sounds. adams has more like pedigree at this point but yeah tillman can pass. yeah he can spread the floor too. Bro, just so many skilled like death pieces on this team. Like, imagine Brandon Clark starting on the Bulls at the four. They'd win like 10 more games. No joke. No bop. Anthony you. Melton could be a backup point guard on a majority of teams, too. I love Melton as like a connector type player. Like, no primary yeah. offense, but the guy who can make the extra pass as an athletic can play good on defense and transition. I love the Anthony Melton. Player. He's so Perfect. slept on. And I love Desmond Bain, bro. Like, oh, yeah, another one. He's starting this year. They're like Kyle Anderson's coming off the bench. Yeah, that's weird, huh? And especially now that – all right, what do you guys think the starting lineup is opening night? No Dylan I think Brooks. I think it's – oh, no Dylan Brooks. You've heard. I think, I think it's going to be Jaw for sure. Jaw, Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams, uh, Bain. Bain and then – No, and I don't – I don't think it's going to be Melton. Then it's Bain and Anderson. I think Bain and Melton. I mean, bro, they were pulling Anderson off the bench even with no Brooks in the preseason. We got less than we got less than a minute. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break, guys, and then we'll be back. Uh, we're back. Um, okay. Do you you guys want to touch on any more Grizzlies? I'm Love good. the Grizz. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. We got two. You teams. go. We got two teams. I don't know which one I want to do. Um, let's go. All right. I think, you know, both, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, I think, I think it's getting, and part of it might just be because Chuck doesn't like the Hawks, but I feel like last year has almost been looked at as like an outlier year. Like, Oh, they had their run and it's over. And I, I honestly think outside of the nets and the bucks, I obviously you can maybe put the Sixers in there. I, I think I like the Hawks as the third best team in the East this year. Um, I just saw too much last year and, and it was a weird, like tumultuous year. Like I, I know, you know, everyone was dealing with shit, but I, I really feel like I saw almost like a baby warriors, not necessarily from roster construction, but just like the, the vibe where you have Trey at the head, you have all these young pieces that you drafted that you've groomed Herder Collins, Reddish, DeAndre, and then you added in those free agents that you feel like really fit well with your squad, Clint, uh, Gallo. And I just think like, I just think it gets tossed aside and then it's just kind of like a, all right, last year was fun. Last year was cool type of thing. And I really just think they're super, super loaded. I think they're great. I think they're going to have another great defense. Clint is so underrated. I know you guys know how good he is. But, like, Clint is so underrated as a, a rim protector and a rebounder. Trey's the engine. You have spot-up shooters 
everywhere. Like no, no matter what, any lineup they have with Trey, obviously Clint at the five, there will be three shooters on the floor, like three good shooters on the floor. You can say what you want about Cam. If he's wide open, I think it's down, right? And then on top of that, too, you have not just, like, shooters, too. Like, if you get it to Bogey and they close out really hard, like, Bogey can create for others. If you get it to Kevin Herter and they close out really hard, he can create for others. DeAndre can. I just think it's such a nasty team that, like, if this team was, like, in L.A. or New York or had a bigger market, like, I feel like everyone would be talking about it. I just think it's such a filthy team. And I, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they go win, like, 55 56 games and are like just a notch below. I wouldn't be shocked if they have a better record than the Bucks this year, which I, I gun to my head, I'll take the Bucks, but like I could see that very easily. So uh I'm going with the Hawks. I know Chuck's not a huge Hawks fan. I don't I actually don't know what the source of the of not liking the Hawks is, but uh that's that's where I'm at. I'm I'm a huge Hawks guy all over their team total. I think they have another huge year i think it's almost like a all right that was like the appetizer it was a pretty damn good appetizer eastern conference finals appetizer but like i think they have another gear and they're ready to show people that it's a good argument bro <laughs> i like that i don't think they're winning 55 games the bucks got uh, more star power man you you want a little a little while way better defense yeah I don't know if I could put way, but it's better. It's better. And the personnel is clearly better. Dude, Giannis is. They have Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew, and Chris Middleton. No, I guys, I know. I know the Bucks have a better defense. I'm just, I'm not ready to put it in the way better. It was team. a good argument. We had to pick that part. Who has, who has a better offense? Bucks. We'll see, bro. I, that's close for me. I think the Hawks could have a better offense, honestly. I'm just not as high on, like, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, bro. They're not going to have to fucking rely on Cam Reddish. He's, like, their ninth guy. I know, and Trey Young, but... Young as an initiator, honestly, I think you take very few pieces ab- uh, above him in terms of guys you want initiating your offense. And just him as a like, offensive general and offensive, like, just motor – I honestly think out in the half court, I'd rather have the Hawks offense than the Bucks. now that I really think about it. I would. Dude, I mean, you think about it, like, like Danilo Gallinari is like their seventh guy. Like, Danilo Gallinari almost shot 50-40-90 like two years ago. Like, John Collins is like their fourth, fifth guy. Like, you – like, John Collins is really How good. How do you get to like, five? It's like they're third to me, right? I mean, you can slice it in different ways. Like, I guess on (laughs) offense, maybe he's like their third. But I like Collins a lot. Big fan. I I love Bogey, too. I love Bogey. I don't think people realize how good Bogey is, dude. And people also don't realize how good DeAndre Hunter is. Chuck, you're going to fucking see, bro. Like, DeAndre Hunter's really good. He's a better real-life player than fantasy, but even in real life, 100%. I'll give you that. Like, he's had about two to three weeks of just shooting the absolute shit out of the ball. Like, his percentages went wild those weeks he was healthy last year. Yeah. Which is good. But is that going to is that gonna sustain sustain throughout, like, an entire season and a postseason? Given and, think, and hopefully he stays healthy. I think, I, you go ahead, Chargy. I, I truly think DeAndre Hunter could get to, like – 
Kawhi level of offensive and defensive. Like, it's going to be really, really hard, and I don't think he gets there, but I think he has every single tool that Kawhi has in terms of the dude can go get you a bucket. It's been tough, like you said. There's those couple stretches where he's going nuts shooting the basketball, but before he got hurt in the playoffs, like that stretch of the end of the year towards the beginning of the playoffs, he was legitimately just dribbling towards the baseline, pulling up, getting to a spot and knocking down every shot. And I think it was like Kawhi-esque. He's not as, as athletic going to the rim and dunking on people, but he's really, really good defensively too. Um, like he can guard one through five easily. It's good movement. The thing is injury, man. Like if, if he can keep those knees healthy, I, I do think that like he's eventually going to get to the level where he's making all-star games every year. So it's just tough the, with Trey. Chuck, we're looking around the fucking room. We got DeAndre Hunter over there. We got Clint Capella over there. John Collins, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, Danilo Gallinari, Bogey, like and, and Kevin Herter too, dude. Too. A huge, yeah, Kevin Herter who just got a bag today. And and I think a big problem with the like the one thing I can point to is like, all right, no backup point guard. DeLon Wright was a solid pickup for them too. And we're not even talking about Jalen Johnson who ate. I know it's just the summer league and right. Jalen Johnson is looking like an absolute steal. So I just – this organization like has been run like so well. And Nate McMillan unlocked him last year. I think they're going to have a really, really good year this year. And I think they, they have no, no one really – They have Lou Williams too. I know Onyeka is – Yeah, hurt, I ain't talking but about Onyeka as a backup center is ridiculous too. I, I just – like Lou Williams is a bucket and he does his – like he – plays his role so damn well i just top five pick and roll man in the league bro oh easily and people are underrated i mean people underrate his passing ability too like he is such a good passer out of the pick and roll to big men like it's really really like and and the pieces they have with john collins clint capella around him coming off the bench it's it's like mini trey young running the offense when he comes in yeah so the thing is my biggest beef with with the guys on the team like i like herder i love Jalen, love sharif even though they're not going to get serious run this year. But my biggest problem is with Hunter and Reddish. And I like the Hawks. I really do. I just feel like I like them more than a casual fan, I'd say. But I'm just not on your level yet. What are you worried about? Is it injury? Injury, inconsistent play. Yeah. Like, like I hate it when people say he's like like Kawhi or he can be like Kawhi. Or I see something and it's kind of like Kawhi. It's like, tell me what you see him doing and like to me like he has a good mid-range game but that shit is volatile like he can be off for an entire series he could be off for an entire season like he was his rookie year and obviously yeah, guys get better but Kawhi came in older and Kawhi was slow as hell to get into it too so Kawhi's first couple of years he was not doing this and no one would have thought he got to the level he was at and, and I'm not saying he's going to but I think he has every tool that Kawhi has that's what I'm saying like you name any tool he has that Kawhi is a lead at, I think DeAndre Hunter has the ability to be a lead at that same tool. And to go off of that too, Chuck, it's like, look, like uh, if there was to, if I were to pick one play, like, cause I, I know it's annoying when you, when people said Trey Young staff, like, you know, that shit happens all the time and it can be annoying, but legitimately with DeAndre Hunter, there's no one I've ever seen that is as similar in their games as him and Kawhi. Like I really do think they play very, very similarly and then, like Sarge says, he has a very similar toolkit. And so last year, I know he had that hot stretch, but like, and a part of it is the health. Like, but I, I'm gonna blame slash point to the reason of him not being as consistent as 
he could have been to his knee. And I, he says he's fully healthy. And I've seen that, you know, and he's 22. Like I've seen like for him to already be able to do that at that point. It's like, all right, I know you're capable of it. It's just like the consistency aspect of it, which is obviously important and, and not a sure thing, but like, I just do think their games are super, super, super similar. And obviously I don't, I don't know if he'll ever be quiet, but the talent level is like undeniable for me and the way he goes about his business. He'd have to, he'd have to go somewhere else to be quiet because of Trey, but I don't think they're going to let him go. Yeah. My thing is maybe I'm just like, like when it's, I feel like whenever you see a three and D prospect, like even Vassell or Patrick Williams, everyone says, Oh, baby Kawhi. And I'm just like, Oh my God, here we well, go that, again. Like yeah, maybe I it's just a trigger the, yeah. for me or something. DeAndre can I don't put know. it on the floor. DeAndre can absolutely put it on the floor. And he's a physical monster. Unlike De- yeah. Devin Vassell, like he's huge and strong and can move and is athletic. Yeah. Like, and Pat I Williams like, is uh, in- Kawhi's shot mechanics. It's so stiff. But it just it's just buckets. I don't exactly. I like I like Hunter's shot mechanics more than Kawhi. Right, I agree with that. Um, all right. Well, let's uh does anyone have another team? We can keep going with teams because we just have teams and players left. But when this when this uh max goes out, we're cutting it. Okay, you go. Give us your your, your next me or did you uh-huh. say Chuck? Me? Uh dude, I just got the Warriors, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> damn it. I got the Warriors, bro. Let me tell you why. All right. So last year we come in. I have I honestly have pretty high expectations. And for whatever reason, Steve Kerr wasn't even on that on that level. And I, I realized why halfway into the year. Our roster was not fit at all for what Steve Kerr wants to do. Steve Kerr wants to run a read and react, passing, quick decision-based offense that that gets people open and he had guys like kelly Oubre running that brad wanamaker kent Bazemore, uh a rookie james wiseman it, it didn't make any sense it's like it would be like trying to check what what offense did you run in high school motion we did too we were in motion, Five motion bro it'd be like you your team trying to run a fucking wishbone offense bro it just it doesn't make sense it'd be like taking a big smash mouth football team and asking them to play air raid it'd be like taking an air raid team and trying to play smash mouth you look at the roster and obviously we wanted to go swing for the home run picks and i wanted it too i wanted beal or whoever even i was down to go to the miles turner malcolm brogdon range i you know like i wanted to compete and last year made me want to pull my hair out but this year, and I know it's the preseason, right? I know it's just the preseason, but the it, it the the personnel just makes so much more sense. Like Bielitsa smart. It's like he actually has a brain once he gets downhill. I love Bielitsa. You guys, like Andre Iguodala is is like a baby Dre when it comes to just like knowing when Steph's open and what he's gonna do. Um, there's another, there's another guy. Help me out. Otto Porter. Otto Porter. Otto Porter can absolutely shoot the shit out of it and understands what is asked him. I think that was the biggest thing is like there were guys that were just, they didn't understand their role. They were just trying to do too much. And I think we have a group that fully understands everyone knows what they want to do. And I know we'll get to the breakout players, guys that we think are going to take a leap. Jordan Poole is actually really, really good at basketball. And I know we're at the time of the year where the hype is built. And I know everyone's 
posting shit about Jordan Poole. I understand that. But I really do think that that guy is, like, actually really, really good at basketball. I'm I'm curious to see, like, what the ceiling is. But I, I think he'll legitimately average 20 points until Clay is back. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I think he's that good. And I think he's that second secondary offensive scorer better than I, – I think he's a better scorer. I know he's a better scorer than Wiggins at this point right now. And I think that's going to be huge because you already know how I feel about Steph Curry. I think he thinks – I think he makes the game so much easier. And when you have guys that actually understand how to use him and and optimize Steph Curry instead of just like – really running out with their their head cut off i think it raises the floor and ceiling that much more um i got us as a three four seed this year and uh i, f- I feel really actually really good about this team so uh, i'd be curious as non-warrior fans what you guys think about this team and, and how you guys see the warriors coming into this year yeah my in chris at christmas so my like, if 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 we're talking about the Warriors' problem from last year, it's a score outside Steph Curry. They don't have, they didn't have one, right? And if you look at their roster this year, it's go, it's gonna have to be Jordan Poole, right? Who else would it be outside of Jordan Poole initiating I mean, any sort of offense? Or because what happens is we saw it all last year. Steph Curry steps in front of half court. There's seven dudes on him. They make him give the ball up. He sure he tries to run around and get the ball back, but you have to have another guy that can score the basketball and clay has been like great when 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 he's been healthy but i think it's all based on jordan Poole. if jordan Poole turns into this player that we think he's going to be or you think he's going to be like with 20 points a game i think the warriors are going to be really damn good but if he struggles i think the warriors struggle along with him so i like the pieces they put around him like it's no more michael Mulder having to play minutes and, and just other really damian lee playing minutes and other guys like that that just shouldn't be playing minutes so i like their roster i just think it's it's very predicated on, on Jordan Poole and if he can take that step because Steph's going to get that treatment again. You know it. Like, they're going to get the ball out of his hands. And Dre can't score. He can facilitate, but it's got to be Jordan Poole. Like, there's no one else. And I, I, fully, I fully think Jordan Poole is ready to take that step. I really do. And I do. I love him, too. I have him as one of my breakout players, and I knew you were going to have him anyway, but I just wrote yeah. him down for shits. But it is him. Yeah. And I don't know how Chuck feels, but. No, I'm, I'm very curious to get some Chuck taken here. Uh, I mean, I like the argument again, pretty, pretty effective at this, but I got questions. First question, what's the opening? Cause I'm not the opening day lineup. Cause I'm not like super deep in the Warriors. I, I think I've watched them the less out of any Steph, Yeah. Cool. Wiggins. Dre. Uh, I, I honestly would guess Looney. That, another problem really? is their center position, man. Yeah, that's my next question. Like, is, is Wiseman playing above average pick and roll defense this year? Like, is he going to be a uh, above positive average? on the court? Probably Hell not. No. Probably not. But, but come to on, be a three or four seed. Come on. I mean, I think Dude, you need more out of him. Dre's got to play the five. Dre will, but the, I don't think they'll start with that one. I, I, I know, but go ahead. I just think every time I've seen the, the Warriors be unbelievable. And I, I know they've had different pieces, but it's been with Dre at center. And I know Kavon Looney's good in his role and Wiseman, you need to develop him. But without a center, like if Dre's not playing center, this team struggles so much. Like that's I another. Think, I think they'll close with Dre at the five and then Iguodala instead of Looney. What about Otto? Uh, if Otto's like strapping, shooting 60%, maybe. But I, I think they'd rather have it. I think. It's it's hard because Iguodala is so old, but I, I still think he's probably a defensively, especially because he 
has played with these guys probably a little better than Otto at this point. So I would guess close they close with that the start instead of the starters, it's Iggy instead of Kavan, but they open with Kavan. Um and we just looked so good in the preseason. Maybe even Juan Toscano, bro. Yeah, oh, and Juan. And I like the bench piece. Like we said, I like Juan. Juan's going to play 20 minutes a night. Nemanja will play around there. Uh, Damian Lee has been better in the preseason. He'll probably be around 10, 15. Um, and then I, I wonder if Moody or Kaminga are going to get some run at the start. I don't know. I don't. Porter's going to play plenty of minutes. Uh, I think Bielitsa, Lee, Porter – Igadal will be and Juan will be the main guys off the bench, but Chuck, where, where okay, where do you guys? I know it's tough because I, I know Sarge said it comes down to pool and and obviously how Clay comes back. Where do you guys have the Warriors in the West this year? Like seven. seven. Yeah, I'm six. Okay, yeah, that's right. Then that, that's my hot take. Give me, give me four, four. I just think without Clay at the start, it's going to be big time struggle. Yeah. I get it. I'm just like, what's your projection for Wiseman this year? Like, you talked him up in the previous time. Yeah, like, I'm it's tough because we, we still don't really know. I think he's going to come back. He, I don't know if you remember. You remember Chris Sops last year? He wasn't ready to yeah. go, but he came probably like a, like around a month in. I think it will be a similar thing with Wiseman. Um, and I think – I, I think he hurt? Yeah. yeah he, MCL, he got, oh, sorry. Right? I'm like so out of – No, yeah, stuff, he tore his but... MCL – last year and he's still like coming back from it um and i think i think yeah just having that year under your belt as a big especially because it's like you've never dealt with the pick and roll like the quality and pace that you see in the nba so i think just having a year under his belt helps just think he's a he's a physical freak like like he has every tool da has like physically he can shoot it like DA didn't even shoot his rookie. Like James Wiseman legitimately like shot three shot mid range jumpers last year. And it's like kind of smooth. He has a seven, five, seven, six wingspan. Like once he figures out how to be in the right places and when to be in the right places, the tools are ridiculous. So I don't, I, I mean, and I guess that doesn't really answer your question about this year, but I think when he finally comes back, we're going to see him in like a 25 minute a night role, almost like a J Val type of deal where he's going to eat in those minutes, going to be huge on the boards, going to block some shots here and there, going to score. But, like, kind of like J-Val, too, like a worse version of J-Val, like a baby J-Val where it's like the production, it's going to be a lot of production, but we don't really know how much it translates to winning. I doubt he closes that many games. But we see, like, definitely a, a, an increase as a as a winning basketball player compared to last year. I mean, for me, bro, like, I didn't even know he was hurt like that. So now I'm not expecting anything because it is so tough to come back from a knee injury and be good right away, especially if you're already behind like he is. Like, the next biggest thing for me with the Warriors is probably how good Otto is and how much he's able to give you. Like, if this guy's able to come around screens and shoot off the catch, off the dribble, create here and there, like he's a good player, man. Like I, you say, like he no, was I, doing that stuff in Washington last bro. year. I like, I like Otto, but he hasn't. I think if we're asking him to like create for us and set, I, like, I, I'm chilling with Otto. Just go shoot forty five percent because you know, you know he's gonna get so many open shots. Like him and Nemanja Bielita are going to get wide open. Like, looks he's a good year. movement shooter though. Like him off like. 
He's yeah, a and that's good part of shooter, it. You know, bro. Steve Kerr's going to get him moving too. Like he should be um, playing more than Iguodala, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I, Otto gets so much shit too. Like Otto's a player that people legitimately, I think, are awful and can't impact the team. Like it has gotten to that point with it. Where I agree, like the guy can shoot the shit out of ball and he can still defend. No, I I love him as a buy low option. I just don't know that asking him to be who I, I just I don't know if he can be who he was in the past is all I'm saying but if he can he do that for 20 minutes though good in DC you know yeah you, you're right if he is that'd be huge I'm not even expecting that but if he can he, like Kel- that, he can take the shots Kelly Oubre took just not be bad yeah dude don't give me you know I, I really think Charlotte's gonna regret that signing I agree like that that they have so many mouths to feed there I don't think that less is more in that situation and Kelly Oubre trying to he, yeah no we don't need to get me started all right any other breakout teams bad or good for you guys we're guys like we can mention it cool we don't have to do a full-on discussion i i think the kings are I, I, I just love the heat i i know they're already getting talked up a lot and i think a lot of people are actually lower on the heat than i am but that's a team for me too where i think they could finish three in the east like i think it's it's most people have you know the the two teams the the Nets and the and the Bucks, but I really do like the Heat roster, and I know there's questions about how deep they are, but I love Bam so much. I love what Jimmy brings. I love Tyler Hero too. People have given up on Tyler Hero a bit after last year. I love him off the bench in closing games. Kyle Lowry's a proven winner. Um, got to rest all of last year basically too, just didn't really play a whole lot. So I think they're coming in fresh, and I think they're coming in hungry. The best coach in the NBA is who? It's Eric Spoelstra. It's not really a question. So, damn. Uh, I mean, who else would it be, dude? He's pretty hot, bro. Let me, Let me think. Let me think. I don't think I could. I don't think you can give it to anyone else. Who Why? Who else is a better coach? What has Eric Spoelstra done to just have this automatic best coach in the like? He's like Bill Belichick all of a sudden. He wins every year, dude. Not last year. I think Riley's the best executive in the league, dude. I think I mean, if you Eric Spoelstra's best I run was with the LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. I think if you asked every coach in the NBA who the best coach was, I think majority of coaches would say Dude, they're Eric Spoelstra, bro. You think? Dude, I think people are done with Greg Popovich. Greg. I'm not man. saying it's Greg. I'm just saying I don't know. I'm just crown Eric. Maybe okay. Maybe I was too hot with with what I said. Like, can we get you up? In in he's my good. opinion, you can't argue he's not a top five coach. Uh, that's unarguable in my opinion. <laughs> Taylor Jenkins or Eric Spoelstra. Eric Spolster. <laughs> I was thinking about Taylor too, bro. I'll go Dude, Taylor deserves love. No cap, bro. Taylor but never top five case. Nevertheless, I think he's the best coach. I think he's going to lead them really well in terms of just like get these guys grinding Sarge. to win basketball games this year. I, 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 I don't know. Question, Sarge. Go. Hawks or Heat? Heat. That's not close for me. That's like so, three or four games. Hawks or Boston, I, I, I mean, Close, dude. Heat or Boston. Games? Yeah. Okay, Heat are winning what? How many games? 50? 53. Okay. I think Hawks are winning 49. Okay. I think Celtics are winning 48. Okay. Because so, I think most people dude, have Celtics. Where the, win, the wins are piling up, bro. You got three, five, almost 51 teams. Who's next after the Celtics? I just think there's going to be some bad teams, man. I think Magic Pistons, bro, don't say Wizards, Pistons, bro. 
Pistons are coming hot, bro. Don't Hopefully, Cade's ankle's good. Bro. They're coming in. They're That's another team I think you can have it as a hot team. Um, all right. We have probably like a little under 30 minutes, and I know we all got players. But do you, you guys down to move to that? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Let's give the floor to Chuck, bro. Oh, shit. All right. I got a little freaky with it. So I don't, I, I don't think you're going to expect this. But I hope not. And I kind of like combine two players into one. It's kind of weird. They're on the same team. Is that allowed? Dude, what does that even mean? Like everything's allowed. I think two players from the same team. How are you combine? Oh, yeah, bro. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You said you combine two players into one. I was like, (laughs) nah, like Doug McDermott and who? Nah, I'm going with uh, Ann Fernie Simons (laughs) and or. Dennis Smith Jr., bro. I'm telling you, man. We're getting Simons, the- top <laughs> five and six man of the year. Oh, I don't. Oh, what are you gonna say? Oh, Jordan Poole and Darius Garland, breakout players. Uh, bro, oh, relax, takes. relax. You, dude. I'm not. I actually like wrong. these takes. Yeah, no, I like it, bro. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. I I love Simons is like a score off the bench, bro. Like he shot 51 percent on catch and shoot catch and shoot threes last year. Bro, you got a synergy lead. subscription? Yeah. No, you don't. That's, That's so impressive, actually, though. No, for yeah. real, for real. No, but 50% on catch and shoot threes, third yeah. in the league. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's awesome. I, I knew he was a that. bucket. Yeah. Yeah, and he hit 46% off the dribble threes. That's amazing. <laughs> and the thing is, he's always had a strap and been a great shooter, but his finishing has gotten better year to year, year to year. He's getting stronger a little better understanding the pick and roll more i just think i'm buying a little bit into the chauncey billups type shit like oh he's gonna make him into a better player point yeah. guard all right top all right, five bro. top ten um whatever i can see it bro six uh, man of the year i, I love simons for so long ever since he came into the league bro he's just behind so have i honestly and yeah, and that's another one where you always like him you see CJ get moved for some random guy or, you know, they blow it up after their Dame gets moved crazy. It probably won't happen, but Anthony Simons is that guy. Like there's been games where he's hit seven, eight threes in a game and you've seen stretches of Anthony Simons where he looks like he's four years old with his baby face, but he's a legit player and he's athletic too. And he can get to the rim. So yeah, he's just growing into what he can be. Like he came in as a super young rookie, bro. I'm all in the Simons as being good this year, man. He's like, He's like Walmart off-brand, like that nice shit Jordan Poole to me, at least. No, I, I see it. And I, I I've I completely agree. I think the dude's an absolute bucket. It's just the other areas. But I guess this year it doesn't really – again, you know your role, and his role is to get a bucket off the bench, and I think he can do that. Did I hear you say Dennis Smith Jr., though? Yeah, I just want to yeah. give a little shout-out. I hope he gets into the rotation, bro. He plays good defense. And listen, he can give you paint touches. Like, that's how you run good offense. Get as many paint touches as possible. And he can do that. And is there a guard that can play off Lillard a little bit? Huh? No, like, he can get paint touches if they're fucking playing him honest. But why would you play Dennis Smith Jr. honest? You sag into the paint. (laughs) I don't know. Just hopefully he can attack (laughs) some closeouts playing off Dame. I just think. You need, like, a good, like, Tyrese Halliburton, like, Melton-type player next to Dame. That's, like, a secondary creator. I don't know. The best version of DSJ is obviously that. But, yeah, just a low-key shout-out to him. So, if he if he hits, yeah. yeah. DSJ is a guy, too, where, like, 
he's the weirdest player because at times he looks unbelievable at basketball and at other times right? he looks like the worst player I've ever seen play in the NBA. Like yeah. with, I know at times, but with the, with the Pistons, like Sorry, we can so, run one so, more. After this. He was so, so, so bad with the Pistons. And I get it in the preseason. He looked really damn good. And Twitter is going off on Dennis Smith jr. And I know you love Twitter, but I just, I can't translate in, it, him into winning. So I love Anthony Simons and I definitely get where you're coming from with that. But Dennis Smith jr. Man, you're drawing the line. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. It was just a little nugget next. Yeah. And I hope he, he actually looked pretty damn good this preseason. And you know, I, I Sarge, you weren't in the league at the start of last year, but I had Dennis Smith jr. And I was like, all right, Nick's breakout. He's working with Abdil Rahim Shahi for whatever that he was a really good shooter. And uh clearly it didn't work out in New York, but I'm I'm rooting for him. All right. Sarge, breakout player. That was that was real quick. I'll do five seconds. He should have had every opportunity in Detroit too, and he didn't. So it's gonna be really tough in Portland. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for me, Tim and Plumley triple. This double. is a guy that I've been so high on for so long. Um, I just think this is the year now with Kyle Lowry on is OG Ananobi. I think OG Ananobi is going to take. It's tough too because what's the, what's the, you know, level that you can go to with breakout players? Like it's really tough. Well, but you tell I, me where you think he's headed. I just think OG Ananobi is going to take another step. I, I don't think people – I think he could be borderline all-star this year. No, I, I, I could see it. You know I me, really I do. love OG. I suck OG off. I think his playmaking skills are really slept on and his shot creation skills are really slept on. I, I think people don't don't agree with me that OG Ananobi is a good shot creator, um, but I think he's on the verge of being elite in terms of shot creating. He's a really good three-point shooter, above 40%. I don't think he's a great passer. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. I'll tell you after. Okay. I don't think he's a good passer. I don't think he'll ever be a great passer, but I think he can develop into a decent passer. The defense is next level, all defensive type caliber player. Um, I think he gets more opportunity. I don't think Fred Van Fleet is the guy that you want the ball and he's just not efficient enough for me. So I think OG and is going to get a ton of opportunity this year. And I could see him being like, I don't know, a 22, 23 points per game kind of guy. Big jump. So my thing with OG is like the handle, bro. Like I just think that if you're gonna score 22, 23 points a game, you have to have a decent handle. I haven't seen that aspect from him. I can't see him consistently break down guys. And I think a lot of the reason why he shot efficiently is because he's just had really good looks. I think in the low block in the post, he has some decent moves back to the basket, but I just don't see him top of the key, space out just breaking down guys consistently. But I love OG, and I think there are very few guys that are as winning basketball players as OG. Like, I and I would take him all day. I just – I struggle to see the scoring breakout. I and, and I think that's where most people would disagree with me, and that's why I think yeah. I have him as a breakout player is because sure. I think he can get to that level. Um, and I think there's two really big things with, with breakout players, right? It's opportunity is the biggest – and it's the skill set. And I think he's got both of those going on his side. What do you think, Chuck, on OG? I agree with you pretty much. I've watched a lot of Raptors preseason, and he's been so money off the dribble. Like, it's not a flashy handle, and he's not, like, he's not just pounding it to pound grass. Like, it's with purpose, and it's, like, three, four, five dribbles 
I'm pulling up or I'm making a decision, which is fine. Like he doesn't have to be crazy with it. So yeah, yeah I'm not expecting him to be Kyrie. But we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's like a strong dribble, not a flashy dribble, if that makes sense. Like he's strong getting to where he needs to be, like his spots. And he's not going to like cross you up and take you to the hole, but he will dunk on you. Decision maker. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try and stay away. Like we already at this point, we know Darius Garland. We know the Jordan Pools. Um, I know you talked about it earlier, Sarge. I think Tyler Hero is going to have a really big year, but he's super popular too. Um, we talked a bit, a little bit about these two also, so, so I won't go too deep. But Neil Alexander Walker, I think, is finally getting a chance to show that he's a he's a really good hooper. I think Jaron Jackson finally puts it all together. Um, so a lower key guy, I think I'll go to is Vassell. I I really think Vassell Vasilini, whatever you want to call him, and I hate it because Jacob owns him. I've been trying to get him. I think. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch the Spurs this year because I think that's the one team where it's like their main source of offense, the usage guy, the ball hog guy, who whatever you want to call it, is gone. So it's like it all gets dispersed out through the rest of the team, and it's a bunch of young, young guys. I think Vassell's a candidate. Obviously, Derek White's a candidate. I know that's why you like him in fantasy, and I, I do too. I think Derek White could have a huge year. Um, but I'll go a little lower key. And I, I think Vassell is another one of those guys kind of like McCall too, where it's like, he hasn't been asked. And obviously he's only had one year to really do much scoring and creation, but I think he has a lot more in there than people realize. And I think this year, that situation is kind of going to bring that out of him. And so I think you're going to see a guy who's actually really advanced as a, a three level scorer. We'll see that really good defensively. He's obviously a little bit thinner. Um, the handle could be a little bit better, but he's shown a ton of improvement just like offensively, getting to the bucket, shooting the mid-range jumpers, footwork, that I think he could honestly average like 15, 16 points a game this year, which I don't think really many people would think, uh, especially after last year. I think this – and it sucks because Jacob has him and he always gets these dudes, but I, I really think Vassell's – pretty damn good and i think we're gonna see that this year i like this and I'll, I'll go just because i think chuck has to be quiet i think mom and dad came in and told chuck you gotta you gotta calm it down a little bit but yeah, bro, i'm for, going off too much <laughs> but for me the thing with Vassell is opportunity i don't i just don't know where that's gonna be at like i said i responded to your tweet and there's so many guys at the guard position on that team right in the forward position there's hundreds of them and they just drafted josh primo so I just don't know how many minutes that guy is going to get. I wouldn't be surprised if he got 15 like he did last year or if he got 30 a game because they want to get a minutes. It's really play. it's really tough, but he has the skill set, and I just haven't watched enough of him. Like I, I feel like Chuck would have a, be a better grasp on Vassell than, than I really do. I watched him a lot as a prospect. That's been like – that's what every evaluator says about him, bro. Like this guy has tools to be like a secondary initiator and to create for himself. Like it's just about getting there. And I'm not worried about Primo or like opportunity as much this year, but I think it's baby steps. And 16 is a lot. And I think you're going to see more flashes and like one to two week things than anything. No, that's fair. It might be, I might be a year early, but I think it's coming. Yeah. And I want to get people kind of in tune with. He's a menace on defense too. Like he's a yeah, menace. Quick hands, bro. Like take your wallet. Like it's it's crazy. Live. 
right. That's enough Devin Vassell talk. Unless anyone else has anything else to add. I'll just close real quick on him. Played 17 minutes last year. I just hope he gets up to at least like 24, 25 minutes a game this year. I mean, sorry, let me ask you this. I know they asked your boy Dougie, but DeMar's 32 minutes a night. Healthy Devin White or healthy Derek White, too. He missed a lot of last year. Fair. Okay, Vassell or Kelden, Sarge? I mean, I would take Vassell to get the minutes, but they're going to play Kelden. Kelden's going to play like last a lot year. of four is the thing. Vassell's more of a two, three. I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting Vassell's minutes out over under 28 and a half. Oh, no way in hell. I'm taking way under that. I really do think the breakout's coming, bro. Like, I, I think it's like really good. And, and they're bad. Team. Like, it's not like – it'd be one thing if they were, like, going to be a four or five seed, you know, but they're not – they're playing for ping pong balls. I just – I know. I think Popovich is there for one more year maybe. I think he runs it the way he wants to run it. And then after that, like you said, I think he's maybe a year too early. I don't think 20 and a half minutes is – remotely close to where he'll be playing. But I could be wrong. We'll see. We'll see. Anyone else got a player they want to talk? Because I got more. I bet I got one that you're going to go with. Should I say it? Sadiq Bey. I actually – fuck, dude. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Well, we can talk about because Sadiq Bey was a big one for me, and it might be a surprise to you guys because I traded him. Thank you. you, But I think Sadiq Bey coming out of Villanova was a guy like 3 and D, that's – it like that's, that's the ceiling he's winning now there's nowhere to go with him right like you just you got what you get you got what you're getting right he's gonna shoot the three ball and he's gonna defend but he's developed into a player that can create his own shot and shoots the ball from all over the floor a lot better than i think people were expecting like he doesn't just stand on the perimeter and shoot threes he sets screens he cuts to the hoop when he gets the ball in transition he can rip to the floor and go to the basket finds the open man so I think Sadiq Bey is – it's going to be a little odd with Katie Cunningham there, but I think Sadiq Bey is going to turn a little bit into like a – not necessarily a ball candler and initiator, but he's going to get a lot more touches in that offense, and I think it's going to lead to um, not only more scoring but efficient scoring. So I think Sadiq Bey is going to make another leap this year. Fucking love you for that, bro. I think think Sadiq Bey is baby Chris Middleton. Chuck oh, hates yeah. baby players. I know he does, but he's going to have to get over it because I think he's baby Chris Middleton. I think they play the exact same way. Obviously, Middleton's a lot better, but Middleton took a while to develop. I just think – I too <laughs> sorry, I'm eating a Starburst. <laughs> My bad. A while to develop, bro. He was always good. Chris Middleton didn't break out for like three, four years. Not like, a breakout, but truly who he is, I, I'm just trying to say Sadiq Bey is ahead of the curve. Um, Middleton, six points a game, then 12, then 13 in his third year. Like, that dude didn't break out until, like, his fourth year in the NBA. Like, the tools are there, but I agree, breakout wasn't there until, like, the fourth year. Right. And I, I just think they score in very similar ways. Like, Sadiq has that I, – I love Middleton's game where he'll back you down, back you down, and then depending on how you play him with his shoulders – he, he's going one way or another depending on where you bite and what you give him. I see a lot of similarities in being able to turn you know, their shoulder and shoot over the defenders. It's the weirdest shot. It's like it looks so weird when he shoots it, but he's just money. Like every time he was open last year, he was just raining threes all year long. Like you guys said, actually can put the ball on the floor, which I did not expect at all. And another aspect of it too is just 
the dude is huge like yeah. the guy is absolutely and boulder shoulders bro <laughs> yeah i know you appreciate that chuck like the dude is so huge and so yeah i i think it's similar to what we've talked about with some of these guys where we might be maybe like a year early and the true breakout doesn't come for like another year or two but i think you're gonna definitely see a lot of steps towards getting closer to that and and sadiq bay is another guy because he's out in detroit you know be, I know he's first team all rookie last year, but like you ask the casual fan who Sadiq Bay is, they're gonna be like, What? Who? I think Sadiq Bay is another guy to definitely keep your eye on. And that's partly, Sarge, why I, I, I really think this Pistons team, obviously, they're not gonna make the playoffs this year, but I do really like what they're doing there. And I guess I'll piggyback off of that too. I, I still have not given up on Killian Hayes. Um, obviously, he started the year and, and just was not ready, was not even close to ready. He was bad. He was really bad. And then he got that injury and he was out for a while. Um, but there's still a ton of tools there and a lot of stuff that I know you liked, I know Chuck liked in the draft process where you can't really teach the vision he has and the passing ability that he has. And I think he can play really well off of a lot of these guys where he doesn't need the ball. Um, I'm not going to say he's like Lonzo, but in a way – He's like Lonzo in a way where he's really just there to get others uh, their shots and their clean looks. And he's good at that. And he's got good vision. And he, he's the type of guy where he can run a pick and roll and immediately sense that the weak side corner guy's helping on the roll guy and just like toss it to the corner without even a hesitation, you know? So I think he's a lot healthier this year, obviously a year of, you know, having year under his belt helps. And I think that's a guy where, you know, like Garland a year ago was really bad his rookie year and people kind of just write him off right away. And I think Killian Hayes is another one of those guys where you're going to see, all right, this is why they drafted him where he did. And he, he takes another step forward. And, and that's really him, Sadiq, Jeremy Grant, Cade, Stu. Those are all reasons why I think the Pistons team is definitely trending up, you know, in the long term. Chuck, you've been a little quiet over there, bro. That was pretty good, bro. I'm gonna touch on Killian really quick because everything I like about him is not what he has done in the NBA. Unfortunately, there's no data of him being good in the NBA. But, bro, you said he was kind of like Lonzo like around the basket. I think that's one thing that is incorrect. Like, Lonzo has very little touch besides like dunk stick. Like, Killian has really good touch metrics, and in the league he played in, good free throw shooter, good percentages. Like, Pretty clean shot. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm in on Killian eventually being really good. So you, you, cause for me, it was like, when I said Lonzo, it was more the creation for others, but you, yeah, I agree with that score. part. Killian can score. You feel like eventually. Yeah. as like a second, third option. Gotcha. Yeah. Good on defense, bro. Like great on defense. Yeah. We'll see. He's, a, he's, he, he's good. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to be like one of the best passers in the league if he develops correctly. Yeah, that's where I'm all in on him. Yeah. You know, um, and if he gets a scoring aspect, like not even like 20, like if he just gets some scoring to his game, yeah, he could be really, really good. Um, he's, he, I agree with everything Chuck said about like the scoring potential too. Like his touch around the rim is, is really, really good. Yeah. All right, Chuck, that doesn't count though. So give us. Do you, have, do you have a couple other plays? So far, Chuck has given us uh, Dennis Majin. Simons and DSJ. Simons and <laughs> Bro, I come out of left field and I ride with it. Did you not <laughs> come away thinking like, damn? 
No, respect, bro. Are you are you done with that, or do you want to give us more? Uh, I mean, I got Isaiah Joe, but like, he's kind of like you are going to the fucking bro. He's gonna be in the rotation. He's just so impressive, bro. I love that one actually. I I like Joe. Is he gonna play this year? Has to. Yeah, he 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 has to. I said the other day he's in the rotation. Respect. In the rotation. Is Paul Paul gonna play this year? I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, he hit sixty percent of his threes this preseason, and like. Again, like the wave is movement shooters, guys that can shoot off balance, off screens, unlimited range, good gravity. Like his touch is crazy. The dude had one turnover in 97 minutes of preseason play. Like obviously small sample, but he Very takes cool. care of the ball plus defender. I mean, I'm all in as another guy that can stretch the floor and be really, really good. Like Better than Duncan Robinson because he's more athletic and he gives you more on defense and he can do a little bit more off the dribble. Bro, so, yeah. who has Isaiah Joe in our league? Kev, I know one. I asked him. Kevin. I was like, hey, Kev, bro. Kevin take. He's like, yeah, I'll take the first. I was like, right, <laughs> I'll revisit. Bro, if he's better than Duncan Robinson, go give him. I don't a- think I don't think a breakout is in store necessarily. But I definitely get what you're saying with Isaiah Joe because I've seen it before and I've seen it just in G League games and stuff. Like, the guy can shoot the shit out of the rock. And what Philly needs is dudes that can shit the shoot or shoot the shit out of the rock outside of Seth Curry because they really don't have a whole lot. Matisse Seibel is a great, you know, technically three and guy, but he's not a great three-point shooter. So I think Isaiah Joe can develop into a role, especially if Ben Simmons is, is going to miss some time. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right. More, Sarge, do you have more guys that leap? I mean, one of them I'm so high on, but I won't say it because I think everyone in the world is high on him, and it's not a break. And you guys, I mean, Chuck hates him, but it's Kevin Porter Jr. We, I, I've went we off on him a get, million times. If we didn't get to the end of this podcast where we didn't have some Kevin Porter Jr. with you guys on, it would be I, – I was going to bring it up if no one else was. Let's, let's finally – the cat's out of the bag. Let's go. Let's get it. And like I said, there's two things with breakout players. It's opportunity and it's skill set. And Jack. he has one of the most NBA, like, sought-after skill sets right now. It's He can shoot off the dribble like an MF. He's going to be elite in the pick and roll, and he's a good passer. Like, you can run an offense through Kevin Porter Jr. He just hasn't had the time to, like, develop and get the opportunity. And then now you just put him in Houston where we saw it in the preseason. It was not Jalen Green bringing the ball to the court and running the show. It was Kevin Porter Jr. almost every time. And when Jalen Green was getting his looks, it was all Kevin Porter Jr. passes. So I think Kevin Porter Jr. could be a guy that, that goes for 20 points, eight assists, like four or five rebounds. It's just the efficiency. If it, With the more shots that he gets, the efficiency is going to get there. I just think his stroke is too good. His shooting mechanics are too good. And his confidence is there, too. That dude's so confident. I know Chuck hates him, so he he's already pulled back at times. But I think Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be – I can't say borderline all-star because they can't, they're not going to be able to win games. And the West is way too stacked. But he's going to put up insane uh, numbers this year. What are those insane numbers? Project a stat line right now. You don't have to give me field goals. Well, I think he's going to be 28-5 and 28, five with 45% from the field and 32.5 from three. God 
Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Eighteen, eight and four, on forty-two from the field, thirty-five from three. Thirty-five from three. Okay. Yeah, forty-two from the field though, bro. He shot forty-two and a half from the field last year. So you think he's gonna be worse? Uh, I mean, if you're going by technicality, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think he's gonna have a, he's gonna have way more usage than he had last year as a whole so we'll see if he can uh, keep that in, uptick in efficiency check you want to respond yeah i mean i just like i don't hate him I'm sure he's a great guy you know <laughs> I, I like his haircut we can actually say that bro but all right I, I don't hold that off the court stuff against him though bottom line but i like to think i'm realistic like, I would not be surprised if he dropped 18, 8, 5, whatever under average shitty percentages you want to throw out. Sure. I'm just more impressed with, like, dudes on winning teams, like, with winning basketball, if that makes sense. Like, Don't like Dennis Smith Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, though. He's funny. But, nah, but, like, I don't know. He's just a slow processor. Like, you can't really – it's one read in the pick and roll, and then – that's it. It's I shoot it or I throw it for a lob every time. He doesn't have good touch metrics, never been a good shooter. I mean, he's cool for fantasy, man, but I'm just uh, not really in on him as like a 1A or a 1B in real life at his peak. We'll see. I, I think that dude is so crazy talented. And I get the efficiency things. I get me. I, dude. I don't know if I agree if he's a one read slow processor. Like, I can't say that I for sure know that. Like, I I do think he can dime up and find dudes. Maybe he's not Chris Paul right now, but like, I do think he has that potential. And I I don't think they'd be giving him the keys as a point guard if they didn't think that either. But I, I do agree he needs to get more efficient. I just think that dude is so talented and silky smooth as a scorer that it's like, if he has the opportunity, it should, the success is bound to come, and maybe he won't be a 50-40-90 guy, but there's plenty of non-50-40-90 guys who are opposite studs. So, To me, it's like was, the Karis LeVert thing. Like, yeah, no. Crazy, I get the that. move and everything. Yeah. And that dude's 26 and still not efficient. Like, No, I get that, but I, I do think he's more talented than Karis. I do. Um, All right. Can I, can I give some more? Yep. Um. I think Daniel Gafford's going to have a really big year. I do. Um, Thomas Ryan Jr. still out. Probably going to miss probably first month and a half or so. And I don't think Gafford's really going to relinquish that. I think Gafford's always been one of those weird things. I, I always wondered why he didn't play more in Chicago. Um, maybe the defense just wasn't where Billy Donovan wanted it. But I think he's a can be a really, really good rim protector. I think he's a great rim roller. I think he's a great rebounder. Um, I just think he – this is maybe more so for fantasy, but even in real life a little bit too. I'm not here to say he's going to be your, like, go-to center 35 minutes a night, but I do really think he's going to be very, very productive in the minutes he gets. I think he provides exactly what the Washington Wizards want and need at the five, um, and I think he's going to eat this year. I really do. I don't know how you guys feel about him. Yeah, this is a situation too where I wish Montrezl Harrell was not there. Like, if Montrezl Harold didn't go there, I think Daniel Gafford would have a monstrous season. But I still think he's going to be the starting center. Like, he's got to be the starting. Yeah, he's, he's got to be the starting. 
Confirm. And he should get 26 to 28 minutes. It'll just be weird when Thomas gets there. And, and Thomas is a guy I'm still kind of confused on because I like Thomas. I, I actually do like Thomas Bryant. You know, the defense has all never been good, but I like the tools that he has. Um, it's just obviously we don't know how that injury is going to affect him. Um, and then uh, when you have Gafford, you know, having been there all training camp starting from day one, like it'll be hard for Thomas. Thomas will have to be really good to supplant him. Um, but I, I really like Daniel Gafford. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he can be like a Capella type or like ar- like archetype. archetype. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then another, I <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm all on on PJ Dozier's. Chuck knows, dude. I I was turning down offers like a year ago that had Kyrie in it. Obviously not Kyrie for PJ, but because of PJ. And so I've just followed this dude so close, really ever since. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, Sarge, but the Nuggets played you guys in the bubble, uh, Washington Conference Finals, and P.J. Dozier was, like, getting legitimate minutes. I just think he's – you can maybe say A.G., but I think he's 1A or 1B best defender on that team. I think he's slowly gotten better as a shooter, not just, like, wide-open threes, but, like, mid-range pull-ups, you know, post-shoulder fades, like, things, things of that nature. I think he's a sneaky good passer. Will Barton's still going to start. Unfortunately, I was hoping he could supplant Will Barton, but the vet got the nod there. I just think PJ is going to have finally, like, I feel like in the past on the Denver teams, it's been more so like, all right, PJ is nice to have. He'll be a rotation guy. And I think he's finally going to take the jump to more like, all right, you're actually like a critical part of what we do. And we need you to play 25 ish minutes a night, maybe more. Will Barton's not going the whole year staying healthy. So, um, I love PJ Dozier's game and it's more three and D at this point, but I think he is a little bit more in there than people realize. And obviously any casual fan doesn't know who PJ Dozier is. I really love PJ Dozier. And I think that's another guy for me that I think takes a leap this year, obviously not the, the, the dramatic leaps that we've been talking about kind of, but um, another one of those guys that I think is just slept on and, and is really actually good at basketball. I like he's that. A gr- yeah, he's a, he's a great role player. I just, the breakout candidacy is, is, is a weird thing for me because I just don't know what he does outside of like defending and then kind of knocking down the open shot, which bro, is really good at. connector players like that, bro. He's it's I like a second round hit. Like, yeah, Anthony I think Sarge Melton, is talking about like, like breakout. Yeah. Where, I love PJ Jozier. I, I just think, I think he can score more than people realize. And I don't know if this year will, he'll have not necessarily the opportunity, but I think, He'll like finally, I think after this year, it won't be who's PJ Dozier. You know, like people will actually know who PJ Dozier is after this year. Um, that was basically like we obviously have the sexy ones. I, Tyler Hero, guys, I, I think Tyler Hero is going to have a really nice year. Um, I'm trying to think, you guys have anyone else you wanted to talk about? Like, guys, I, season I, starts tomorrow. Like, I've no been trying more... to get Tyler Hero for off of heat for so long and he won't do it. Yeah, I, I think it's because, like, fan, bro. he's a Heat fan, and it's like that was his Darren Fox return. Yeah. I almost, dude, I, I almost had him in a market. He, he'll never admit it, but I almost had it in a market, uh, Marco Fultz deal, and he'll never admit it. <laughs> what was that? What was that deal, bro? I forget exactly what it was, but I, I was going to give him picks. It was before we started talking Duncan Robinson <clears throat> deal. It was, Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um, 
All right, you guys have anyone else? We can dip out of here. I think Sexton's going to take another step, to be honest with you. I think he's going to build on his numbers even more. So you're taking Sexton over Garland this year? No, I I think I like Darius a good amount. I think Darius is a better point guard, but, like, the score, I think Sexton's going to take even more steps, like – yeah. More off the dribble stuff, reading defense is better because that's always what he struggled with, to be honest with, like actual point guard stuff. But yeah, yeah but I just think overall he's going to improve and no one kind of gives him any love. So yeah, that's the sad you. thing about Colin Sexton is people, like you said, like you have to choose. Is it Colin Sexton or Darius Garland? You have to choose yeah. one when it's they're both, they're, they're, they're completely opposite players. Like they do the completely opposite thing. And I think they complement each other really well. They just have to figure out a way to, I guess they can't because of money situation, but Colin, like, where does, time, where does Colin Sexton go, bro? He's averaged like 25 a game last year. Do you think he makes a jump to like 28? Do you think that's a possibility? Or 26? Even? More than 25. What? I think he averaged 25 a game. Did he not? Like 423. Oh wow, 24.3. Yeah, seems like more when he's on your fantasy team, okay. which is a wild thing to think about, too. The dude is On 22 in his third year, yeah, in his third year in the league with crazy usage, and he's putting up 24 a game. Yeah, it's just because he has tunnel vision, but it's like he's so young, so I, I feel you. I, I think he's a guy that's definitely overhated. And, and people just form these agendas around these players and, like, they can't get out of their mind. But he does have stuff to work on, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it comes this year, like, a couple extra points per game, better passes, better decision-making with the ball, better finishing. Hard. I think he's hungry, bro. To, like, you like that revenge narrative? And nobody Bull. talks about this, Young dude. always hungry, bro. Yeah, he's All got right, the guys. mindset you want. All right, guys. Before we dip out, let's talk about tomorrow. Give me your two picks in the both games, and then we'll go to bed, and it'll be tomorrow. What do you mean picks? Lakers, Warriors, who you got? Bucks, Nets, who you got? Chuck, we'll let Chuck go first. Let's do Bucks, Nets around the circle, and then we'll get to the good one. Nets, I think Harden's going to come out and drop 40. Sarge? Yeah, I like like Nets with Kevin Durant and James Harden going for like 50 each. I like the Nets, too. Um, I know ring night, whatever. Nets are a better team with or without Kyrie. I think they showed that last year. Kevin Durant and James Harden are fucking ridiculous at basketball. Um, Golden Healthy, State Warriors, too. That's the big part. Yeah. Uh, all right, Golden State Warriors and the L.A. Lakers. I know who our truck's going. King me, bro. <laughs> What's on now? Blowout, close game. It might be close if LeBron wants it to be close. We'll see. God, bro. All right. Sarge? I'll take I'll take Warriors because of Russell Westbrook. Are you serious? And I'm not and I'm not even kidding. I'm not okay. serious. <laughs> I think Russell Westbrook turns the ball over 10 times and has like four points. And people are just like, what what is going on? And Steph Curry just significantly outplays him. Yeah. I, I honestly think uh I, I think we have a good shot at upsetting them. I know. What's the spread? Dude, it was five. I was going to hit the Warriors, and I would just waited, waited. It's three now. And it's like, I can't hit three at this point because it's still LeBron. It's still AD, you know? But I do think 
going into that, like, and we don't have to go too deep, but I, I do think it's a like an adjustment period for this. Like Russ is not a guy that comes in and is just like, oh, cool. We're all just figured out and we're all vibing. Like that's something that takes some time. Um, and I think Laker fans are going to see that. I know Sarge is fully expecting that. And, you know, like preseason doesn't mean, I, preseason doesn't mean shit for the really good teams. Like I'm not taking anything from the Lakers going 0-5 and now saying they're going to be the three seed. Um, but the Warriors look really, really good, and the Lakers look really, really bad. And so it's just like one of those things where I, I really think it's going to be a, a super close game. Who knows? Right? It's just going to come down to who hits some big shots, but I think that that game is going to be a one-possession game late into the fourth, and it'll just come down to whoever makes a big shot. And, and I have I have serious concerns with Lakers bench, like really, really big concerns. I do too. What so I'm just trying to think. So what's the starting lineup tomorrow for the Lakers? I mean it's gonna be AD Russ, Braun, and then probably THT, maybe. He's hurt. He's, he's he hurt, out, bro. Yeah, he's hurt. So what, what are the Monk. two Monk? Ellington's out. Ellington's out Bays? too. It might be Bays or a monk. I think Bays probably no, Bays. there's two there's literally two spots left. They might go big, honestly. I don't know. Dwight? DJ, I don't know. I think DJ might start over Dwight. DJ? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it's like that's not good, honestly. I'm that's, trying to say, yeah, it's it's not a well, like it's it's almost like disgusting. Yeah. I'm not gonna say disgusting, but it's like getting Russ, like you know, usually you get a big superstar and like your off season's like already just a win. Like this roster's not constructed well at all. Like it, and I hate not. to say it as a Lakers fan, but I'm legitimately like scared. Like I'm taking, if I was a betting man, I'd take our win total under 52 and a half in a heartbeat. It's just a low number. Like not, not necessarily for the Lakers, just like in general, like I'll still have the Lakers as the one seed. Like you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like how, and is Russell Westbrook going to undo that? Like, is he, I don't know. No, he might. He damn near might. No. Sure. I mean, he damn near did it in the preseason, and I know you hate to do it, but, <laughs> dude, he was just god-awful. Listen, bro, if LeBron has a cold shower that day, alpha's up, it's over. But, like, seriously, do you think this roster's worse than last season? Yes. Yeah. I don't think so, bro. I think it's dude, last season, a little they, they better. They had guys that fit, like knew how to win. Markeith Morris was not a positive at all. Bro, stop acting like I'm talking about Markeith Morris. Like, there's plenty of other guys that are gone that were Ooh. bigger deals. Schroeder? Uh, KCP. KCP is KCP, huge. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, as much him. as you want to hate on him. Montrez Harrell, as much as you want to hate on him. Nah, Trez didn't fit, bro. Trez was ass. Trez is ass, bro. I agree that he's ass. But, Trez dude, you ass. have to this, – this Lakers roster is actually, like, just – and I know LeBron is LeBron, but, bro, he's getting old, and he's going to deteriorate, and last year was bad when he got injured. And I know you love LeBron, but, dude, he has he's not on necessarily like a downward spiral where he's going to be really bad. He's going to be still elite and one of the best players in the league, but it's not going to be same old LeBron, and it's going to keep getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse. So I'm, you and have I hate the Russell top 10 player in Anthony Davis. Like, how many teams have two top ten players besides the Nets? And the, no, like, is there any other team with two top ten players? No, right? 
besides the would you take Schroed over Russ? Like, is that where we're at? Seriously, I would. I would. Yeah, dude, yeah, I just no, don't agree. I can't. I know it may be really team. hot, but I really do not like Russell Westbrook as a winning basketball player. More worse than Schroeder. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bro. You you were giving me shit for liking Schroeder on a five mil deal. <laughs> I hate Schroeder too. I hate both of them, bro. You the funny part is I love Schroeder and Russ. Who, who I loved see? Schroeder last year or before last year too when he was on OKC. Yeah, he was it's good. crazy what a year can do, man. Next year, after you guys trade Russ, you, your your starting point guard next year is gonna be who does Sarge hate? Mo- Austin Reeves. <laughs> all right, that that we are done. I appreciate you all joining me. I know it's late. The season is here. If you guys are listening to this, season is here. I'm so excited. Me, Chuck, Sarge, a bunch of other league idiots will be here all year long. Appreciate you for tuning in. Enjoy the season. Enjoy opening night. And we'll talk to you all soon. Peace. <laughs>